0: On radio On radio More of the good stuff
1: Definitely here with the good stuff It's 5 minutes past 12 It's Wednesday, we're still in spring And you're on Woman now with Pumima Shekho And I have got a guest with me today Who's helping us get ready for summer If you are in Joburg, you know that it's sweltering out there It's 30 degrees And most of us are wearing like slinky tops already People are discarding their jerseys and people are discarding their uh, long jeans and high boots and we're showing a hang of a lot more skin and some of that skin's not really summer ready yet. And that's why I asked my good friend Christine from Pure Aesthetics S.A. to come join us today. Her Twitter handle is pure at pure aesthetics, capital P, capital E, S.A., capital S.A., but you can always call us in the studio. If you've got questions, I'm sure you have questions. Call us directly into the studio on 0861 555 189. You can Twitter us on at cliffcentral.com. You can Instagram, Cliff Central, Facebook, WeChat IDs, all Cliff Central. My Twitter is not working. It's very sad for me. I lost my phone. And I can't, yeah, it's very sad for me. I don't want to talk about it. But I am on Twitter at Pumima one and on Facebook, so you can always leave me a message and tell me how much you like the show. And any of the stuff that we talk about, the podcast will be up in about two hours after the show. We're going to have fun. we're talking about all the things that every girl should be worried about. How to look good this summer. And Christine is really her number one reason for being here. And her number one qualification is two years ago or something like that. I saw the sign. I was driving. I saw the sign. First <laughs> and I stopped. And I stopped. I needed to stop at this like skincare beauty parlor spa because I had what I can only describe, dear dear listener, as um, a cluster of pimples on my cheek. In fact, if it hadn't been for the fact that that very morning my son asked me if I've got chicken pox and if it's never going away, I may never have met this lady, but she sorted me out. But I've seen my pictures. I'm smooth like a baby's ass. <laughs> Christine, thanks for coming to join me today. Thank
2: you, Pumi, for having me today.
1: But, okay, first things first. If you're not like me, having a serious, and I got lucky, I think. I just saw a sign and I walked in and I said, can you help me with this uh, situation? But how can I, as a person off the street who's never been to a beauty parlor, who's never been for skin treatments, any of those things, what do I have to look out for to make sure that the person I'm talking to is legit? And they're not gonna like multiply my skin problems.
2: Well, it depends on what you're looking at. If you're just looking at your basic skincare needs, then you can really go to any sort of um, salon that does it. But if you've got specific concerns and that need that require a little bit more, I would definitely look at an aesthetics clinic because basically when you've got your you've got better qualified um, therapists that in there and they're more scientifically trained. Um, with regards to machinery, chemical peeling, et cetera. So depending on your concern and age, it, you know, it, it depends what you actually want and how quick you want that outcome. I would definitely go for a far more professional uh, line and go for your aesthetics clinics.
1: So today's number one concern is getting summer ready. Summer is like totally upon us. It's so hot. I'm sure there's still a cold spell coming. I'm which joy. freaks Boys. me out,
2: freaks me out
1: completely, <laughs> but all that's pack okay. We our winter
2: willies, <laughs> and then we have to get them back. Yeah. I've
1: totally packed mine away. I've just left one jacket in case it's cold. But I'm so excited for summer, but I don't know if I'm summer ready yet because my skin is totally dry, my nails, I'm, I'm going to talk about feet just now. I'm not ready to talk about the feet. But I'm sure a lot of our listeners have spent the whole winter kind of covering up and have not really taken care of that skin. 101. Some of the quick things that you should be doing daily, monthly, weekly, getting ready for summer.
2: Well, you know, you should always take care of your skin throughout the year. And however, in winter specifically, your skin is always a lot more drier because Joburg specifically, we're so high up, the altitude's high, it's hell of a dry here. So. Um, your biggest concern, you should be looking through, looking after it through winter. But the biggest mistake people make, and I'm one of them, I hibernate when it's cold. I don't want to go out. I don't want to do anything. Never mind go and look after my skin. But actually winter is the best time to feed that skin. But what you should be doing throughout the time is to make sure your water intake is sufficient because water in your – the The water that sits within your skin, your hydration, you've got two forms of dehydrated skin, your oil dehydrated skin and your water dehydrated skin. And the foundation of good skin is how much water sits in that skin. So the best thing you can do for your body as well as your skin is actually drink at least two to three liters of water a day. And that will keep your skin hydrated to that point. And also use good product. Product is very important. I've always said that... Your home care, you know, 70% of good skin is actually your home care. It's not your extra treatments or your supplementation that you might take. It's home care. And if you can invest and have good home care products, you're already 70% that far ahead with good skin. So home
1: care is, is, is a big one because two things for me in particular, I, I'm not the kind of, uh, what is cleanse, moisturize, tone Look, twice a day. You
2: don't have to have it that complex. You know, nowadays with your cosmeceutical skincare ranges, they've made it quite simple. People haven't got time to layer different products and then you've got an eye product and you've got a cleanse and a toner. You don't, We don't have time anymore. Our lives are hectic. So basically when it's time to wash up and go to bed, it must be a quick process. So you should cleanse your skin and have a moisturizer. And if you want an eye cream, you know, and go to sleep. These layering effects in product, is it's so old school because then you end up sitting with 20 different things. You forget which goes where and then you don't end up using them. So you're not going to see the results. So my whole philosophy is keep it simple, uh, especially if you're not familiar with it. Like if I gave you 10 different products and I said, okay, this is how you have to use them. You'll go home and go, oh my god! Where do I start? <laughs> it's too complex, and that's uh, that's the problem in today's. You don't need that much. You can also overfeed your skin, then you're going to really? cause breakouts definitely. So you've got to make sure that it's right for your skin type, your skin concern, and um, yeah, basically keep it simple. Huh? That's my philosophy.
1: So right for your skin type. Mm-hmm. How how you do can, you how do you
2: determine that? I would you a like, professional like twin, I
1: was? So you, like I was when I first saw you all those many <laughs> months ago, where you're just a soap washing, rinse off, in the shower kind of girl. Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> and you're kind of thinking maybe you're going to treat yourself or you, you're just realizing that you want to do a little bit more for your skin. Where do you start?
2: Well, you know, I've always had this Questions come up quite often is what age do I start actually doing, looking after my skin? And you must remember when you're in your 20s, youth is on your side. So you won't know if your product is working for you when you're young unless you've got acne or there's a problem area. You won't really know until you hit your mid-30s. Then you'll start to realize, okay, what I have been using on my skin hasn't been working and stimulating my elastin and collagen, et cetera. So what ends up happening is you wake up at the age of 35, you look in the mirror and you go, what the hell has happened? Because you've aged it's just overnight. It's old woman. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yourself. And you go, and it's because you have, you've been using stuff that we call cosmetic, um, products. And those are your over the counter products. You can go to Discam, Woolies. There's certain products you can just go and buy and pick yourself. And often what, what the clients actually do is they buy the wrong things because they haven't. Had their skin analyzed, so they're not quite sure what's wrong with their skin, but yet they think it might be dehydrated skin. I mean and um, they buy a product that stimulates the sebaceous glands or the oils within the skin, and they just break out more. The oil gets, you know, their their skin becomes oilier. So it really is important to have the adequate um, get a professional to look at your skin and say. And even if they've got some sort for a form of Scanning device, or that they can nowadays with science, we've got lovely machines like the Vizier. There's different scanning machines that can actually scan and they can measure certain things within your skin, like your oils, your water, how much water sits in your skin, your elastin, your collagen. And for pigmentation, especially, as if your pigmentation is deep, which is your hormonal pigmentation, or whether it's superficial, which is what you sort of had from your spots, which is post inflammatory pigmentation, which is a lot easier to treat. So getting a proper diagnostic of your skin always helps. But start early to look after your skin. Don't wake up at 35 and start. <laughs> and
1: when you know, So pigmentation and now my head is going... <laughs> <laughs> too many thoughts happening at the same time. But what are the top line things that I should be looking at if I go over the counter and feel... Because I know that counter, especially mm. at the skin. It's like wall to wall. It's higher than I am. And no, it's everything confusing. It
2: looks it's, amazing. I know, and it's confusing because I know myself and I know my ingredients in my product and I know how they work on the skin and I can still go to these expos and walk in and go, oh my God, because there's so much available. So how do we know it works for you? It's trial and error. You've got to try it out. But my, the most important product that anyone should have, every single person, whether you're dark-skinned Indian, white, from the UK, you should have a... Uh, SPF that is vitally important because that already takes away a big part of the anti-aging process within your your matrix system of your skin so protect yourself that's number 1 if you cannot afford anything else make sure your day cream has got an spf in it preferably um, a mineral block which is your titanium or zinc oxide based product and what
1: about the rest of the skin? So skin on the face, we're, we're very sensitive about skin on the yeah. face, but we tend to then Forget not the rest. care about the rest. You know, you're
2: just, your
1: sunlight block or whatever. you should always, yeah, or, you should always
2: moisturize. Um, you know, your skin on your body is a lot t- tougher than your face. You know, it can handle and withstand quite a bit more. Um I don't necessarily moisture, I mean, I don't necessarily sunblock my skin every day, but if I am going to be out in the sun, knowingly that I might go to the dam one day and be on a boat or whatever, I would definitely put an SPF on um, because the sun, it ages you. It, um, the cancer, look at cancer in South Africa, skin cancers are up on the horizon, whether you dark skin or light skin. It used to be a fact that black people thought they never burnt and they never got skin cancer, but they do, and it's becoming prevalent now. It's a lot more common in dark skins. So sunscreen, remember that song, um you must wear sunscreen. Yes. <laughs> and uh, that was 15 years ago that song came out by Baz Lumen. That's Yay. right. And, um, yeah. And it's still today. It's, you have to wear it. It's and like, how do you choose
1: sunscreen? I mean, I, you must look out for my ingredients. Son, yes. And I tried to, and I got this sunscreen and it's for swimming and whatever and put it on the child. And he was just like, mommy, this thing makes me look gray. Which I, I know. think, especially for black skins, it's hard like mine
2: yeah you don't you want to look, look grey. i don't who wants to look grey? with mineral ingredients it's often a reflector because when it if you think about how a uva and uvb enters the skin um uvb if you've got a protector that will block out uvb it blocks uvb and uvb is your burning ray okay so you kind of know hey i've got to get out the sun now because i can feel that sun burning my skin however uva is the danger It'll come through the windows, your car windows. You don't necessarily feel UVA burning. And that is the culprit for the cancers, the anti-aging, the uh, the pigmentation, stimulation, all that. Unfortunately, with zinc and titanium, they do have that white, gray look. However, they've advanced the product so much now that you can have those minerals. They micronize them. And you actually... You don't see them on the skin as much as you used to. Remember the cricketers used to have those stripes those, that was pure zinc. Now that's a sheer block. I and no one that can was walk just around the fashion statement <laughs> that cricketers had. It was like. But that's a that's a proper block. That's nothing's gonna get into that. And there's a big difference also when looking at sunscreens, because we we have chemical sunscreens today, which are your cheaper versions which you can buy easily over the counter at your discems or your pharmacies. Um then you get your advanced sunscreens, which you can buy at clinics like myself, which is your helio care. which means they're just a lot more advanced because they've also got your antioxidants in them. Um, and they're usually mineral blocks. So they're proper, proper, they will stop the UVA and UVB. Whereas with a filter, they still, it's a filter. And a filter is exactly how it sounds. It allows that ray, especially UVA, slowly into the skin, still stimulating the problems. So I always say, look on the back. Your ingredients are always listed on the back of the box. Look for those two ingredients within um, your products.
1: And, y- you know, you bring up the, this is also something we always do, is we look at, at the cost, cost yeah. of everything. I mean, mm-hmm. I think now more than ever, with, with everybody is so conscious of cost now. So every cent counts. Is more expensive always better?
2: No. Definitely not. I don't, I don't believe that at all. It's your ingredients. Like, when you look at, let's say I go and get a cheap sunscreen, okay? If you say, um, it's gonna cost me 50 bucks and it says it's an SBF of 50 to 100. um you actually use quite a lot of it. You know, with your, your advanced products, it's so concentrated that a little goes a long way. So when you work it out, and I explain this to my clients when they have to look at buying a, you know, more expensive clinic type products it is that little bit more but it lasts you a long time a lot more it'll last you double the time of what you might go and spend an 80 rand cream on it'll last you longer because it's micronized and it's built that's how they make them because it's not about how much you put on it's the quality that you put on at the end of the day so a little goes a long way Mm. and what does that mean so those spf 50
1: to 100 what is what does that actually mean you always see it. You see 35, know, 30,
2: look. The minimum and... you should have on your face by a minimum standard. Like in, I lived in Australia for seven years, and they are like anal about sunscreen. Wherever you go, there's free sunscreen. Really? Free sunscreen. They should do that here. Everywhere you go, the schools, the public parks, free sunscreen, and it's approved by the Cancer Associations of Australia, and it's got your titanium and your zinc oxide based, so you've got that pure protection. It's obviously there, also with the ozone layer. It's not too good, um, and the minimum you're allowed to sell for your face has to be thirty. Everyone has that misconception of oh, I've, my cream's got fifth, an SPF of fifteen, and my um, my base has got an SPF of six. So I've got an SPF of twenty-one. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> they don't. Add, <laughs> you can't add them together and say okay, I've got an SPF of twenty-one. It doesn't work. <laughs> so always look for a now thirty minimum. Me. Um, it just it's the of degree. All your products. Yeah, a minimum of, of especially for the face, for the body. Also, if you're very fair and you burn easily and you're going out, then I would look at, uh, you know, your higher ones. But the difference, all it means basically is there's a little bit the, the percentage of the active ingredient is slightly higher, and also the time frame that that sunscreen will stay, because you know, they say reapply after four hours or reapply after swimming. So basically it just means that. And I believe that the higher, like I've seen some that say an SPF of a hundred percent, that just means to me there's more chemicals in that. Just reapply. If I know, if you're sitting indoors in an office like this, you apply in the morning, you're safe. If you know you're going to go play around a of golf or you're going to be out on the field watching your son play soccer, slap a tiny bit more on just before you go out and wear a hat simple. (laughs) Simple things. It's simple. You know what, even with the kids. What are you laughing at, Duncan?
1: (laughs) This is important stuff. Do you know that a girl's face is the most important part of her anatomy? But
2: it's not only girls. Guys need to do the same. Why should we look young and they look like leather handbags? And it's the sun. (laughs) That's the
1: truth. But do guys need different regimes of skin care?
2: No, the only thing with the guys, often they shave, okay? Therefore, they're getting a lot more exfoliating. That's a process of exfoliation with shaving. So not really. I think it's a big marketing thing that they say, oh, there's a men's line and a girl's line, and it's so different. The only thing they make differently is they change the packaging. They make it more masculine. (laughs) But often you find it's exactly the same. So. I just say use, uh, if it's good for one, it's good for, you know, it's con- depending on your skin type and concern, obviously.
1: We're going to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to talk about hands and feet and how to get those summarized. 1227, you're on Woman. Now we're getting ready for summer. And brown skin is so appropriate, but Duncan's trying to get me into trouble here. But you can call us. Give, <laughs> us, give us, give us your, have you got questions or your whole own remedies for what you do to get your skin ready for summer? You can call us directly into the studio on 0861-555-189. You can Twitter us on cliff at cliffcentral.com. Facebook, Instagram, Instagram us those pictures of your summer cracks. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> of your foot. But really speaking of uh, winter cracked skin, girls. And we girls, want feet and like nothing else. It's almost summer. You may have put away those boots and you are tempted to get into those sandals. You must take care of those cracked and dry heels. And before anything, I've seen those. It's like oh, two months into summer, people and that's those feet and you're just like, gal do something about that, but how do you get first of all, what causes that? Why is it that in winter you 're like all socked up at everything, and then all of a sudden that skin just looks horrendous
2: it 's actually quite the opposite. If you look at your feet when you have closed shoes and socks, your feet actually are a lot better it's dr- it 's in summer because we our shoes are we're in flops or we' in sandals. You always find most of the people. <laughs> You find your feet are actually softer because they're in the socks and the boots, etc. However, they might look dry. But, um, yeah, you know what creams, you've got your heel balms. Um, I like to, especially in winter, if I've got uh, my socks, I would put like a balm on my heels and then put my sock on and go to bed just to keep it um, from, you know, not getting too dry. And summer you should be doing the same, but I can't sleep with socks on in summer. It's too damn hot. So... <laughs> Sleeping in socks. But you know what you do if you've got really bad heels um, and it's worrying you, just go for a Medi Heel Peel, which is a more advanced product that they actually put on when they're doing the um, the pedi. And it actually, they leave it on and it actually like dissolves that skin and then they file it off and it comes right off. So there are ways of, you know, to have a standard pedicure, you're not going to get all that um, dry skin and that cracking lead. to It won't look less. Whereas if you go for a medi-peel for your feet, you'll see that um, your feet are a hell of a lot softer. They get rid of the calluses much better. So there is a remedy for
1: those horrible feet. Your people, I've seen that, people in those sandals. (laughs) It's like, ooh, should have done something before getting into those sandals. But also your hands. I, I love my hands and I love my nails. But even in winter, I think the worst thing for me about winter is because I don't want to expose myself to anything, I don't want to be in the cold. I don't want to have my hands mm-hmm. in cold water. I don't want to, any of those things. So I kind of don't do anything. And to get to to get over that hurdle of three months of having not taken care of that skin, what are some of the quick fixes that I can get summer ready?
2: Also, go for a good mani and have um, your paraffin dips. Have treatments to help. um You know, hydrate that skin. What's a paraffin dip? It's a waxy solution that's melted. It's like wax, and basically, they put products and serums on your hands first, and then they dip it into this wax substance. And then it—you've got to really come for one. (laughs) Um, And then it sits, and then it soaks in the product, and it leaves your hands really soft. And we do that on the feet as well. It's a really good way to moisturize instantly your hands and feet. So that's a good way. You know, to start at least. And keeping
1: it going over the, the summer months again, you know. And
2: cream a- and sunscreen. I'm like a sunscreen <laughs> nut. You know what? Look at your hands. If you go, I've been to China and I drove around there and I was like, why are all these women wearing white gloves? I, you know, it's a, status, really? yeah, it's a status symbol across there. If they've got cranky old looking sun damaged hands, they are known as poor in, in poverty. So they drive around with these white gloves and they protect, their hands always look good. For them, their hand, it's very important that they look after their hands. And you know what, when we're driving, if you think about driving, your hands are exposed, plus it's coming through your sunscreen, so it's even worse. I mean, through your windscreen. So it's even worse. So always have a, I always put my sunscreen on my hands as well, just onto the top of them, so that, um, they don't look old because a dead giveaway is somebody that's done a lot of plastic surgery on their face. You'll either find you can look at their hands. Uh, you look at their hands and their hands can give away their age, whereas their face might not, but you can see by their hands if they haven't looked after. What's
1: that movie, Sex, Sex and the City? Sarah
2: Jessica Parker's hands? They're too vascular, huh? vascular horrendous she's She's just a hand double yeah but you know what it was with her she has got she's way too skinny so there's nothing there and then you become very vascular but you can if you are like that you can actually go and see an aesthetics doctor and they actually put filler into your hand because being vascular like that doesn't look very nice in a woman's hand so there are ways that you can rejuvenate your hand and one of them is by doing that the dermal filler within the hand um so that You don't actually, it softens the, you don't see the vascular, the veins so much. Speaking of
1: rejuvenation,
2: I want to know about treatments that one can
1: have done to kind of perk up the skin. After winter, going into summer, you're just, you know, we're all going out to the parties, looking good every day, probably use more makeup in summer as well. What are, what are some of the treatments that one should be going for to keep that skin kind of looking good? Looking
2: good and youthful. Go for regular light chemical peels. They don't have to necessarily peel your skin. For instance, I don't even like the word peel, chemical, because everyone straight away goes, I don't want my skin falling off because they just think the worst because it's a chemical and you're going to peel. It's not necessarily the case. It's the ingredients that are in it. And what happens is it just brightens it uh, makes your skin have that glow. You don't even have to peel. You know, some of the peels I've done on you in the past, you never you don't necessarily have to peel after, but it just rejuvenates your skin, gives it that glow, that nice healthy look. And for me, doing regular chemical peels or resurfacing treatments as I call them, you Working and stimulating your elastin and collagen, you're getting so much more out of your treatment than you would a facial. A facial's lovely. You go, you have your, your cleanse or exfoliate. They do a few extractions and they give you that massage and they just load a whole lot of products onto your skin. Um, you're there for an hour. A lot of people don't have time anymore to just take an hour, hour and a half out of their monthly schedule. Um, and then what happens is two days later, your skin feels exactly back. to It's shit again, you know. Whereas when you're doing these more advanced peeling and they, like I said, they can be very mild and you do them on a regular basis, the build up of that, you're getting a longer lasting results. It's quick. You're in and out within 20 minutes half the time. Um, and yeah, your results are longer lasting. So those are the type of things that you can do just to keep your skin glowing and looking well, as well as keeping that dermal layer, the, the factory, as I call it, stimulated because that's what you want to keep busy. Otherwise it gets lazy. Mm. And yeah. that's when the wrinkles and all those lovely things come.
1: <laughs> We're going to get to the wrinkles just now.
2: <laughs> but, but is there a difference between black people's skin and white people's skin? Definitely, without a doubt. The misconception here is white people think that, um, like let's say even with peeling, um, White skin, you can actually do a lot more with than dark skin because with dark skin, you've got, um, with with having a lot more melanin in your skin, your skin can also inflame a lot quicker. So if you have a deep peel and you get inflammation, you're going to get pigmentation. So also be very careful who you go to because if they don't know their Fitzpatrick, and a Fitzpatrick scale in the skin industry is a grading of your skin color. So... If I would say um, somebody from the UK that's never seen the sun, uh, red hair, blue eyes, you're looking at a Fitzpatrick 1. Now, with laser, they are the safest. You can do quite a lot with them. And they always think, oh, but I'm sensitive because I've got sensitive skin. They actually got the safest skins to do most treatments on. And as we go down the scale, your darkest being your, you know, your Kenyan, your Nigeria, that really almost black, they are the skins you've got to be very careful with. Because they can um, they, they can scar a lot easier than somebody that doesn't. So you definitely there is definitely a difference. I cannot do certain peels on your skin that I could allow myself. I could do, for instance.
1: Sure. And so how do how do I know? This is always a thing, you know. With a doctor, a GP, you walk into the GP and he's got his certificate up on the wall, and you kind of you know can tell if it's a quack or not. But how (laughs) a quack or not. (laughs) You can. You can just kind of shoot it out. Because it's something we do all the time, go to doctors. But going for facials, going for peels, going for that kind of demological, kind of cosmetic um treatments, you don't I I don't
2: know. I had never mouth. I would say definitely ask for their qualifications because there's different forms of qualifications. You can go and do a six month um like facial course and start doing facials and then think you can go into the peel concert, you know, the more advanced side of it. I would make sure that they've at least got a proper diploma in beauty therapy. Um, and even better if they've got tertiary education in that sense. And unfortunately in South Africa they don't really offer um, I think they're trying to get there more advanced training, like I did a Bachelor of Health Science and I majored in aesthetics therapy, which was a four year degree in Australia. So my understanding of the skin is is very deep, and you know especially with your with your problems, et etc, and ingredients. So try and ask the questions. you know we've got Google, and I always tell my clients that. Um, if I give you some information and facts, don't believe me, don't always listen to what I have to say. Go and research it yourself, because then you can know if I'm speaking crap or not. And then it's all about trust. You know, you, you build a rapport and you start, they start to trust what you say. And I will always be honest with them. If they come to me and they say, I'd like to have lifting done on my What's eyes.
3: That?
2: It's lift, it's skin tightening around here to help lift so that the wrinkles apply, you yeah, are seem less, but they, If their skin is too far gone, I'll say to them, don't waste your money doing this treatment. You actually have to go and see a plastic surgeon. (laughs) I'd rather be honest than take... Oh, God. No, that's the thing. (laughs) And also, people have unrealistic expectations. And that's the biggest thing, is they come and they think they'll do one of these treatments and then they're going to walk out looking 25 again. It doesn't happen. So you have to have that in-depth consultation. I never take anyone off the street street without doing an in-depth consultation, understanding their expectations on what they want out of their skin and what I can actually do for them. And then we take it from there and then I usually work out like a three month program and yeah. Is this stuff that you can,
1: that's DIY, that you can do for yourself at home?
2: Yeah, your home care. That is your DIY. Mm -hmm. So do it properly and do it and and get yourself good products. You know, like when you go
1: into the chemist or whatever, the, the disc chem, because I think disc is my favorite one because it's like a hardware for hypochondriacs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> everything. and You so, don't walk out of disc chem without spending a grand at a time. Oh, it's everything terrible. is so tempting. And
1: you <laughs> walk into this aisle and there's like facial masks and hmm. citrus peels and and, and exfoliators and, and all those things. And I think with, with kind of wanting to save some money, it's tempting to go, this peel costs 35 francs and I could just do this at home.
2: Can, can you get effective kind of no, home care out of re- DIY? Not, not when it comes to Peeling as such, because remember the concentration, the percentage, the pH of the peels, they're all very different. Generally, you find the ones that you can perhaps buy over the counter, their pH is quite high, so they're relatively safe. So you're not going to get a major result out of that, although you'll get some form of, you'll get a tiny bit of it, but nothing, um, I wouldn't go there. The main things you should have at home is a cleanser, um, a day cream with an SPF, A night cream, and if you're into the eye creams, put an eye cream on. If you've got concern, that's if you've got no issues with your skin. If you've got issues with your skin like pigmentation or acne or um, anti-aging, you wanted to focus on that, you're going to have to introduce serums then, for example. So it does become complicated, but try and keep it uncomplicated. Mm -hmm. Because it can be. (laughs)
1: you know and just talking about the the time that it takes just as as we're talking about the layering reminding me my grandmother used to use um oil of Mm ole
3: and
1: and she was that with with the chair and the and the cotton wool and the washing and it was always such a fascination for me Mm -hmm. to sit there and watch her do all of those things i mean I, i was very little so it may have seemed like an inordinate amount of time, but how much time should you be dedicating to your skincare routine in the mornings and in the evenings?
2: Um, to me, as quick as possible. So basically, I would cleanse my face and put a cream on and go to bed. So how long, that'll take me five minutes, you know? Um, I don't fuss, I never have fuss too much. I'm not one to, like I said, put a different this and then a different serum here because it just gets too complicated. Um, and also each product can have a different effect on the skin when they're all blended. So yeah, that's why get a proper program. It's very difficult to pick for yourself. Speaking of
1: when they're all blended, should, should one be sticking to one brand all the time? Like, do I have to have a, <laughs> if I'm using a Johnson's cleanser, do I need a, a pot, can I use a Pond's moisturizer or whatever?
2: Okay, this is where all the brand companies are gonna go, oh god. I don't even know. For me, (laughs) I have, I don't believe one brand has the best of everything. Okay, I just, there's always a product house that's got something better. So, I will, if I gave you product, I might give you two products from this house, a product from here, and a product from there. Because I believe they're the best, and they do the best for your skin concern. However, I will always try and find out what the pH of that product is because if I'm giving you a specific product at night, let's say, and it's to drop the pH of your skin to allow the actives deeper in and it's a pH of 1.8, I don't want to then give you a cream to apply on top of that that then brings the pH up to 4, 4.5 because then that product I've put underneath that serum is not going to give you the benefits that it should. So it's, you know, as long as your practitioner or your doctor or your therapist understands how the product is made up, what the, the active percentages of the ingredients are, and what the pH is. You can mix them. I believe that, but that's my opinion. A lot of the product houses will say you can't, but I don't, I don't believe that. So let's talk about
1: skin care post the makeup. Not everybody wears makeup, and I grew up with the with serious myth that makeup messes up your skin. So makeup is just a bad thing. How true is that? Does makeup mess up your skin?
2: You know what there is? Um, you must look at makeup today. A lot of our makeups are talc-based. Now, talc is your, you know, your baby, like baby powder. Like baby powder. Now, really? that's very clogging on the pores because that gives you that, you know, the covering effect. What has become very popular now is what we call mineral makeup. And mineral makeup is all natural. It's got the filters in. It's healing on the skin. Some of the makeups nowadays we can actually, after doing a fractional laser, you can actually apply it straight after because it's very healing. So makeup has also, the science in makeup has changed a hell of a lot. There's no longer just slap it on because if you've got acne-prone skin and you're using a talc-based um, product, you're just clogging that skin even more. And you know what it's like. You get a zit and you just want to cover it up, and you actually make it look even worse. Because Concealer. You, yeah. So you really have to, it's, it's changed so much. You cannot believe how this whole industry has changed. And it's forever evolving. So it's confusing.
1: It is. And and how does one get over the confusion? If I'm just standing at a counter, how do I get over the confusion? Is there a way of getting over the confusion without a professional consultation? No, I'd
2: get a professional consultation. Or if it's an interest, if you've got an interest in it, you, Google. You can put anything into there and you can get the information. But I would go and speak to somebody that can give me some advice, and then I'd research myself so that I know.
1: And taking care of that skin, post the makeup. How important is stuff like makeup remover, eyeliner remover, or is no, it just
2: no? Just wash them and take your makeup. I use that. Uh, it sounds <laughs> like Johnson and Johnson facial wipes. It's easy. It takes my makeup off and it cleans my skin. And then I rinse my skin with the cleanser straight after that. There's no need, and they're cheapest chips. You don't have to spend. That's where it comes down. Cleansers, you're looking at 500 rand for an, you know, one of the ones you can get at your, um, at like a place like me, an aesthetics clinic. Um, whereas if you use something like Cetaphil, which is a very basic cleanser, which all the dermatologists recommend, especially because if their clients are on a, like a Ryakutane or something for acne, you can't use active. It's simple. It cleans your skin and it's cheap. Remember you're washing your face. And it's going down the drain. So your money's going down the drain. So don't spend five save the difference and put that into a product that sits or a serum that sits on your skin overnight. Mm. So I never sell cleansers. <laughs> 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 I always just say, go and get yourself some wipes or a set of full from Dischem. Save your money there because it's literally just to wash your face.
3: Mm.
2: And I mean you know, so, some of us grow up
1: kind of just washing your face with whatever hand soap no. you're washing your, your hands and your body with. It's all one it does. Product. You know
2: why it doesn't work? With our skin, generally, our pH of, they say a natural pH is 7, okay? With our skin on our face, your pH of your skin sits at about 5.66. With Dove soap, you're bringing it up to neutral. You always want your skin to be, on your, spa, your face specifically, slightly acidic. The more we go alkaline, then there's another problem. So, um, using your Dove soap and um, I, to me is just not good enough. It will dry out your skin. It's not. It's not enough to keep your skin. We also want a bit of like a lipid bar layer, which is you don't want to strip your skin. And I think that's also the biggest thing. Acne-prone people do is we want to strip that oil off our skin. So you want to you want squeaky skin, clean skin. Yeah, it's skin. not just acne-prone people. I think when
1: you look at yourself in pictures, we take lots of selfies and you're all shiny. No one wants to be all shiny.
2: Yeah, but okay. then what ends up happening is you go to buy Clearasil and Clearasil's got benzoyl peroxide in it. And it's actually worse for your skin. It'll irritate that skin, number one. Plus it, your oil will just, you're stripping too much oil out of the skin. You have to have some oil there. In the skin, so that the body doesn't produce more. So keep it balanced. So always look for a cleanser or a wipe or whatever that says balancing, and not the acne ones always kind of strip that skin that little bit too much. You do want to have, you need those natural oils. You need them for your hair. You need them for your nails. You need them for your feet. You need that oil, those oils. That's why supplements are important. You know, everyone should be on a good multi, a good multivitamin. You should be on an omega three.
1: I was going to ask you about the vitamins and actually the vitamins is a big one for me. Let's take a short break because we're almost out of time and there's so much still to talk about. But let's take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about some of the stuff that you can ingest that will help create a good skin.
3: Your bones illuminate. First kiss just like a drug under your influence. It's hit me away all the magic in my veins. This must be love. The glitter and the darkness of my world uh-uh. Just tell me what to do I'll fall right into you We're going under cause I spell Just say the word I feel your love Boom, clap, the sound in my heart The beat goes on and on and on and on
1: talking about getting ready for summer with your skin in particular I'm talking to I'm talking to and I said when I when I sent this through and I said she's like the skincare guru to Josie Woods (laughs) Josie Woods A-listers when I was going through your Facebook Christine I was like hey look at all these people that come here why do I never see these people and it's my favorite thing, celebrity spotting. <laughs> <laughs> Christine owns Pure Aesthetics um, in Park More, and she's talking to us about getting that skin ready. Duncan totally wants to know if umbrellas are helpful over and above that, over and above the the SPF, ne, Duncan? The
2: umbrella Absolutely. With the, it's it's uh it's I can shade. see you
1: walking with an umbrella in the hood.
2: <laughs> it's shade and it's a protection. It's the same as a broad rimmed hat. It's important. <laughs> Gabriella, we've
1: got an SMS from Gabriella who wants to know about the Nivea Cleanser Range. Do you know it? Do you know it and what do you think about it?
2: Um, can I pass? No, it's, look, it's very, it's a very basic product. You're you on
1: un radio <laughs> no one's going to sue you. You're on un radio no one's going to no. sue you. We just want to know your opinion.
2: No, I wouldn't, um, to me, it's, uh, it's full of fillers. So basically, if you look at the ingredients on the back, you've got more fillers in it than you do actually have active ingredients. So, and that's why you also pay the, it's a lower cost product, so...
1: What is what? So what? Are, what are the things you you spoke about the minerals earlier? But what are what are the fillers that one should be looking out for? Well, the
2: emollients. It's basically your oils that it, it's how the product actually is made up. So you've got that ma- the product that makes the cream itself, which is the carrier, and then you've got the active ingredients, and that combines to get you your product. So often. You'll find in your less expensive products, you've got a lot more filler, which is just your basic, say, let's say, aqueous-type base cream, where there's no actives in it. So, And and that's relatively inexpensive to make. So the more filler, always look at the back of your ingredients. If you've got a product that says, ah, this is a vitamin E ingredient or product, they're selling it for for that purpose as an antioxidant, and you look at the ingredient listing at the back, if vitamin E is like almost at the bottom of that listing, you know that this product has got the least amount of vitamin E because it's at the bottom. If they're advertising it as vitamin E, it should be almost right at the top. You'll always find water or aqua first. Then each active is listed or ingredient is listed according to how much is in it. And that's always a good start. Look at the back, start knowing, you know, view that because that's very important mm. to, and you can, you can tell a lot about the product by just looking at the ingredients and how they list listed in the back. So the most that's in there will be at the top. The least that's in there will be at the bottom. So if you're buying a vitamin E product and, a product and the vitamin E is stated it's at the bottom, don't buy it. Mm.
1: And and also Some they products. always use these confusing words like
2: benzoyl. Oh, I know, they use all the scientific um scientific words. Yeah, Just Google some of them. That's where <laughs> even Google some of them I can't in, even read.
1: <laughs> that's where Google comes in handy. But very quickly before we close, um, we spoke about water earlier and the importance of drinking water. Um, but what else? What what else should one be taking in? Just okay. in terms of eating, in terms of okay, you supplements should always and drinking eat that will help your skin and keep it beautiful and young drinking and Drinking your
2: water and, and eating a balanced diet. Remember, when we eat too much sugar, a lot of people have said to me, does acne cause uh, does, sugar- does sugar cause acne? No. What sugar does though, it enheightens the anti the, the inflammatory process within the skin. So yes, it can aggravate it tremendously. I remember a girlfriend of mine got breast cancer and straight away her oncologist said, Cut sugar out of your diet. It spreads everything. So sugar is a no-no. You should try and cut that out. But supplement so it's, wise, it's a myth that chocolate makes you have pimples. Yeah. It's, the, it's not the chocolate, but it's the sugar within that chocolate. That it won't make you have pimples because, remember, pimples come from your hormones, but it will aggravate your acne or your pimples. So it's best not to do it. But supplements, very quickly important, is a good multivitamin. We should all be taking that every single morning. Um, omega-3s, uh, your oils, your essential fatty acids. If you've got problematic skin, you should be on a zinc, um, supplement as well as a vitamin A. And if you are on the upper side of aging, you can look at your DHE. There's certain supplements that you can incorporate into your, um, your daily supplement for, there's ones for pigmentation. There's one for elastin collagen. So all depending on where you're at in your life and what you need, but generally you should all be taking. I think I pop about 17 every morning. 17! <laughs> I just go like this. And I swallow them down. I do. It's, it's important. I think I believe in them and I think they work. Geez, 17 is a lot. <laughs> I just say, if it says take it three times a day, I just take it in, all in the morning. I couldn't be bothered with the rest of the day. <laughs> I forgot to
1: say your, your Facebook page. You've also got a Facebook page called Pure Aesthetics South Africa and you're on Twitter at, at Pure Aesthetics SA. People can tweet you. People can ask you questions. People yes, can pleasure. definitely, and they'll find all your details of how to get to you. And maybe if they've got like a spate of chicken pox, pox, (laughs) you'll sort them out like you sorted me. Christine, thank you so much for coming in and having this chat with me. Thank you Um, I'm trying to get my skin all ready. As you can see, I'm drinking lots of water. The side effect of which is one I completely hate, having to run to the loo every five minutes. But that's what it is. I'm trying to drink the water. I'm really trying very hard. And I'll be there. What was that heel... A oh, heel
2: peel. Yeah, you yeah. must come in for
1: one of those. That's why I wear sneakers all the time. That sandal <laughs> thing is a mess in my life, but I'll be coming out. It's um two minutes to one. It's Wednesday. And you are listening to Womandla. Thanks for joining me and chilling with me. It's spring month. It's um what's well, spring month and it's heritage month. Next time next week is not heritage day, hey. Next week is not heritage day. But week next week off, I yeah. think we're having Next week is the third Wednesday and we're taking a walk in another woman's heels. Join me again next week Wednesday from 12 to 1. It's Pumimashioho and you're on cliffcentral.com.